to this episode of the Tales of Fairy Tales. I'm your storyteller, Bonnie, and this week I'm going to be telling a Norwegian tale called Soria Moria Castle. I hope that you enjoy. Once upon a time, there was a husband and wife who lived in a very small seaside town who had a son named Halvor. Halvor's father, like all the other men in the town, was a fisherman. For years, his father tried to get Halvor interested in fishing, but it was to no avail, for Halvor wanted a different life. He wanted a life of adventure. Well, one day, a large ship came into port. The captain came into town with large arms folded across his broad chest, his long, wild hair blowing in the sea breeze. I need a few more hands to be a part of my crew, he bellowed in a deep voice. Are there any here who'd like to join me? The townsfolk stayed quiet. They were fishermen, and they liked it that way. Halvor, on the other hand, couldn't have volunteered faster. You, eh? The captain asked, looking him over. You willing to work hard, boy? Yes, sir, Halvor nodded, as long as it's an adventure. The captain burst out laughing. That I can promise, boy. That I can promise. So less than an hour later, the ship set sail and Halvor was a part of its crew. Halvor always said he wanted a life full of adventure, and a few days after his leaving home, he got it. An enormous storm blew in, shaking the mast, almost sinking the boat. Each sailor worked their hardest to keep each other alive. The storm finally drove the ship onto a coast and then dispersed. Where are we? The captain yelled. Halvor discovered that the captain had only one volume, loud. There was a subdued muttering among the crew. No one really spoke up, but everyone seemed to agree. They were lost. Hmm, the captain said. We'll start assessing the damage of the ship. The sooner we can get back to familiar waters, the better. The crew immediately went to work. Halvor, however, was looking out past the coast onto the land. Captain, he said after a moment, can I have your permission to go ashore and take a look around? The captain looked at the land and then back. Go ahead, boy. We've got plenty of hands to get the ship prepared. Without another thought, Halvor jumped off the side of the ship, landing on the sand. More adventure? Here he comes. Unfortunately, it didn't seem like he was going to get it. The land was lovely, nothing dangerous or super interesting, and there were no people. Talk about boring. The sun began to go down. Halvor knew he should probably start to head back to the ship. But something had to be interesting here. He just had to find it. Then finally, finally, Halvor saw some signs of life. A castle. Unfortunately, it was very far in the distance. Despite that, he headed towards it. As it turns out, walking for two days on an unknown island is very hungry work. This hunger was only matched by Halvor's fear. Coming near the castle for the first time in his life, he thought he'd bitten off more than he could chew. Cracking the door open, he peered inside. Nothing. Holding his breath, he entered. Standing in the middle of the room, he waited. A minute passed. Still nothing. Hello? Halvor whispered. Nothing. Hello? He said, louder this time. It was then that a door off to his left opened. Out walked a princess. I mean, Halvor was sure she had to be a princess. Between the long flowing hair, the beautiful features, and the elegant gown, she had to be a princess. The only thing that seemed out of place was the golden shackle on each of her ankles. She gasped at the sight of him. Who are you? I'm Halvor. I came on a ship that got wrecked on the coast and- You must leave, the princess interrupted. Leave? Halvor repeated. Why? There is a troll that lives here, she answered nervously. A troll with three heads. I can't leave, Halvor said with a shake of his head. I'm so hungry that if I leave now, I'll probably faint and die of starvation anyway. 
All right, if you must, the princess said, follow me and I'll take you to the kitchen where you can get some food, but then you must leave. With the promise of food, Halvor gladly followed her. As he walked behind her, he couldn't help wondering why she had shackles on her ankles. Shackles, but no chain. He continued to think about it as he ate. He'd gotten some bread and a little meat. Finally, unable to contain his curiosity, he asked, Why do you have those shackles on your ankles? The princess's face grew sorrowful. I'm a prisoner here, to that wicked troll. But there are no chains. The shackles are enchanted, she explained. I can't leave this castle. I can't even get near the doors or windows. I'm sorry, Howard said quietly. Maybe, maybe I can break them. But at this, the princess just shook her head. The only thing that can open them is the magic gold key. The troll places it high on the wall up by the grand staircase. She scoffed. He must do it just to mock me. I've tried to get it, but I'm burned when I try to touch the key. Halvor thought about this for a moment, then asked, Where's this key? Oh no, the princess said firmly. I know what you're thinking. You ate some food. Now you need to leave. I couldn't live with myself if I got someone else stuck here. But I can help, Halvor protested. You probably couldn't touch the key because you're wearing the shackles. It must be part of the enchantment. So I'll just get the key for you, unlock the shackles, and then you're free. And what about the troll? I'll put the shackles on him. The princess thought this over, then nodded. Okay, she said finally. Let's give this a try. She led him up the grand staircase, then pointed up the wall. At the height of three houses stacked on top of each other, there was a little golden key. You climbed up there? Halvor asked, pointing. Yes, but what else was I supposed to do? Sit around and wait for someone to come save me? The princess sighed. Not that it did much good. I couldn't touch the key. Well, I should be able to, Halvor said, stretching his arms and legs. All right, let's do this. Thankfully, the wall the key was on was a rough stone, giving him lots of handholds and footholds. You've got this. You've got this, Halvor thought as he climbed. On the ground, every so often, the princess would say, There's a place to put your foot, or you have to stretch a little farther to the left. Then finally, Halvor grabbed the key and then started to make his way back down. Halvor didn't have much experience climbing, so by the time his feet were once again on solid ground, his legs were shaking. I got it, he said, showing her the key. Sit down and I'll unlock those shackles. The princess couldn't sit down fast enough. It only took a minute and the princess was free. Thank you, thank you, she exclaimed, but then she grew serious again. Now for the hard part, getting those shackles onto the troll. And, as if on cue, the troll came in, slamming open the door. Halvor hid near the door as the troll froze. What's that I smell? The troll questioned, his voice gravelly and low. Is that man's blood? What do you think? Halvor yelled as he ran out, slipping the shackles onto the troll's toes. What? No! Now's the time for us to make our exit, Halvor said, grabbing the princess's hand and running. The troll chased them, but once they passed the threshold, the troll stopped, unable to follow them. I... I can't believe it, the princess said, trying to catch her breath. You actually did it. Halvor laughed. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Hey, what's your name anyway? Oh, sorry, my name's Yvette. Princess Yvette, Halvor asked with a raised eyebrow. Yes, Yvette said with a small smile, but you can just call me Yvette. Halvor smiled. All right, then. Well, shall we leave? At this, Yvette's face fell. Well, well what? I hate to ask. Well, this can't end well, Halvor said with a small laugh. Just ask. I have two sisters, and they're also prisoners to other trolls. Well, he couldn't just leave them. Where are they? Mara is in a castle 50 miles away, and Eliza is in a castle an additional 50 miles away from that. Halvor took a deep breath. All right, I'll go free your sisters. You go that way and you'll find a ship. 
Tell the captain you know me. He's a good man. He'll make sure you're okay. Are you sure? Yvette asked. It could be dangerous for you. Well, Havor said with a smile, I always wanted to go on an adventure. It took Halvor a whole day of running to get to the first castle. Again, there wasn't a soul to be seen, and as he crept into the castle, a familiar feeling of fear settled in his stomach. Quietly, he went in, calling out in a soft voice, Princess? Princess Mara? The door opened, and a woman, who must have been the princess, stepped out. She looked to be a little older than the first princess. Her eyes widened when she saw Halvor. Who are you, and what are you doing here? My name is Halvor, and I'm here to rescue you. But the princess shook her head. No, you must... No, you must go. There's a troll and... Yes, I know, Havor interrupted. I already rescued your sister, Yvette. Oh, thank you, she rejoiced. So now you're here to rescue me? That's what I said. Now, you also wear enchanted shackles, right? Where's the key? Princess Mara showed him. You got to be joking, Halvor said, looking up. The key was double the height up the wall it was last time. All right, he muttered to himself. Let's do this. Climbing up the wall and getting the key was the easy part. Going down was much harder. His legs shaking, Halvor gritted his teeth and forced his tired muscles to listen to him. Then, finally, his feet hit the floor. That was amazing, the princess praised, but we need to hurry before the troll comes. She was right. The moment after Halvor unlocked her shackles, they heard a giant thudding coming up to the door. It's the troll! Hide! Princess Mara hissed, so Halvor hid near the door again. The troll entered, and Halvor stared in shock at its size. It was even bigger and uglier than the other troll. I smell something different, the troll called, looking about. Before the troll could react, Halvor once again rolled out of his hiding place and locked the shackles onto the troll's toes. Let's get out of here, Halvor yelled, grabbing Mara and running. Soon they were out of the castle and safe. That was incredible, Mara cheered. You're a hero! Well, I still have one sister to go. Yvette said it was another 50 miles that way. Yes, Mara said with a nod. That's where our eldest sister, Eliza, is being kept prisoner. Where is my younger sister? She's on the ship I came here on, Halvor said. You should go there too, you'll be safe. After seeing the princess off, Halvor took a deep breath. Another 50 miles, another troll, another princess. Man, this was starting to get monotonous. When Halvor came to the castle this time, he just walked right in. Princess Eliza, I'm here to rescue you. Come out, please. A door opened, and the eldest princess walked out. Upon seeing him, she started, who? But Halvor interrupted. My name is Halvor. I'm here to rescue you. I know about the troll, the enchanted shackles, and the key. I've already saved your two younger sisters. They're safe on the ship I came here in. Any questions? Great. Where's the key? Almost taken aback, the princess showed him. This time, the key was so high that Halvor couldn't even see it. Let's get this going, then, he said to himself. The climb, Halvor had to admit, was tough. Multiple times an arm or a leg would give out and Halvor would hang there for a minute till he could get his limbs to listen. Eventually, though, he got the key and made his way back down. Come on, he told Princess Eliza, let's get those shackles off. I'm sure the troll will be here any second. And so it was, and Halvor was already in hiding, waiting. The ground shook as the troll walked up to the door and then he threw it open. This troll was even bigger than the last one, but this time Halvor was unfazed. You see one giant troll, you've seen them all. The troll sniffed in the air. I smell something. What is with trolls and smelling things? Halvor mused to himself as he once again put the shackles on the troll's toes. Come on, Halvor said, grabbing the princess. This is the part where we run for our lives. Once again, safe outside the castle, Halvor said, we should head to the ships and get you reunited with your sisters. With the princess traveling with him, the journey back to the ship took longer than he wanted, but seeing the joy on the princess's face when they all saw each other was worth it. 
Halvor! The captain patted Halvor's shoulder with the force of an anvil. We thought you were dead, boy. Then these princesses come telling about you and what you did. He laughed. You're either mighty brave or mighty foolish, boy. Halvor couldn't help but smile back. Thank you, sir. To be honest, I'll be glad to leave this place. Me too, he agreed. Unfortunately, we still don't know where we are. We can help with that. The two turned to see the princesses looking at them. We know where we are and how to get back home. Where's home? The captain asked. Soria Moria Castle. The captain scratched his chin for a minute, then nodded. All right, I've got some maps here. Show me where we're going. The ship ride to Soria Moria Castle was uneventful, and surprisingly, Halvor found himself actually enjoying it. This may have been in part because of the youngest princess, Yvette. She was beautiful, as were her sisters, but she was also smart, witty, funny, and determined. As the voyage progressed, Halvor and Yvette found themselves becoming sweethearts. The ships, and especially the princess's arrival at Soria Moria Castle, was met with cheers and joy. The king ran to greet them, putting his arms around each of them, welcoming them back home. Thank you, the king said to the captain, for saving my girls and returning them home to me. I got them here, but I wasn't the one to save them. Yes, father, Maria said. Halvor rescued us from the trolls. Halvor, Yvette said, pulling him forward. This is our father. Father, this is Halvor. I'm greatly indebted to you, young man, the king said, shaking Halvor's hand. It was my pleasure, sire, Halvor said. I certainly couldn't just leave them there. Father, Yvette said, going to stand next to Halvor, I think we should invite Halvor to stay with us for a while. As thanks. The king was not a dumb man, and saw that something was blooming between the two, and he wasn't quite sure that he liked it. Well, I'm sure that he'd like to leave with his ship. Actually, I think I'd prefer to stay here if it's alright, Halvor said. He turned to the captain. Sorry to leave you short-handed. Ah, uh, don't worry, boy, the captain said jovially. Besides, I didn't think you'd stay with me rather than be with a certain young lady. Yvette and Halvor smiled at each other. Then I suppose he can stay, the king said. Oh, thank you, father. Yvette hugged him. They all made their way back to the castle, and the crew returned to their ship. Some time passed, and while the romance between Halvor and Yvette continued to grow, the king's dislike of Halvor continued to grow also. Sure, the young man was brave, but he was poor, from a small fishing village. He had nothing to offer his daughter. The king had to come up with a way to separate the two of them, and then get his daughter married to someone more suitable. So, he put together a plan. One day, when he got Halvor by himself, he asked, Halvor, I believe you mentioned you had a mother and father. How are they doing now? I don't know, Halvor admitted. I haven't seen them since I left. Would you like to see them? Halvor nodded. It would be nice. I think they'd be proud of me now, but, he sighed, the fishing village is such a long ways away. I could fix that, the king said with a glint in his eye. How? Halvor asked skeptically. You can't shrink the ocean. Magic. The king pulled a ring out of his pocket. A magic ring. What's it do? Halvor asked. The ring was black with bright gold vine-like engravings on it. It can transport you to wherever you wish to go. At this, Halvor raised an eyebrow. Why didn't you use it to rescue your daughters, then? I, uh, didn't have it then, the king lied. I got it especially as a gift for you. He handed Halvor the ring. Here, just put it on and wish where you'd like to go. Halvor slipped the ring on. I wish to go to my father's and mother's house. There was a bright flash of light. Blinking, trying to get rid of the spots in his vision, Halvor looked at his surroundings. He couldn't believe it. He was in his old hometown, and there in front of him was his parents' house. He walked in, and there were his parents, hard at work as always. They stood, shocked to see this young man dressed in royal finery enter their house. Who are you, sir, and what can we do for you? Well, I'd like to stay here for a bit. 
We're poor, and this isn't a grand enough place for a young man like yourself. Father, mother, Halvor said laughing. It's me, Halvor. Is it really? His parents asked. Finally, they recognized their son and drew him in for a long hug. During this heartfelt reunion, however, Halvor failed to notice that the gold on his ring faded to a dull yellow. The whole day was spent with his parents, meeting old friends, and just enjoying being home. His favorite part was coming across a group of girls who had always made fun of him growing up. They had heard Halvor had returned, so they expected the wild dreamer that had been so easy to mock. When they saw that it was no longer the case, however, they ran out, faces red from anger and embarrassment. As the sun began to set, Halvor, once again alone with his parents, said, Well, I think it's time for me to get going. We're so proud of you, they said, hugging him one more time. Come back and visit again. Halvor nodded, then said, I wish to return to the castle to be with Yvette. Awkwardly, nothing happened. Halvor tried again. I wish to go back to Yvette's castle. Nothing. Growling angrily, he took off the ring and looked at it. It was then that he finally noticed the gold collar had dulled. The magic was gone. That's why the king didn't use it to rescue his daughters. It was a one-way trip. Halvor, his father asked, is something wrong? Are you not leaving? I'll stay the night, Halvor said, but tomorrow I have to find some way to get back to Soria Moria Castle. The next morning, Halvor tried to charter a boat, but all the boats were for fishing and unsuitable to travel across the ocean. I'll get to the castle even if I have to walk there, Halvor vowed to himself. Thankfully, he didn't have to. A far distance outside of the fishing village, he met a farmer and was able to buy his horse from him, so Halvor rode on. To be honest, he didn't really know where he was going, but he couldn't imagine doing nothing and never seeing Yvette again. Days went by. Thoroughly depressed and lost, Halvor hoped against hope that he could find a place to eat and get some rest. It was then that he saw it, a light shining through the darkening forest. Upon investigation, he found it came from a little hut. Peering through the window, he saw an old couple. Both had dove gray hair and more wrinkles than unironed silk. The old man had long, skeleton-like fingers, and the old woman had a very long nose, long enough to stir a pot. Seeing these two may have scared away others, but Halvor had dealt with trolls, and trolls were much uglier. So, he knocked. A moment later, the old man had opened the door. Yes? I was wondering if you had space for me to sleep, and something to eat? I can pay. Halvor held out a palm with coins in it. Come in, boy, the man said, but keep your coins. We've no need of such things here. We've got a visitor, dear, he called inside to his wife. Oh, good. Hungry? Here, this will help. The old woman poured some stew into a bowl and then handed it to Halvor. Once they were all settled, she asked, So what are you doing out here, lad? No one comes to these woods unless they have to. I'm lost, Halvor admitted. I'm trying to make my way back to Soria Moria Castle. He suddenly sat up straight. You don't happen to know where it is, do you? The couple looked at each other, both shaking their heads. No, I can't say I do. I'll tell you what, though, the woman said, slapping Halvor's knee. Since you seem like a good lad, I'll ask the moon when she comes. She shines on everything, so she should know where to find your castle. Halvor stared at her for a minute. The moon? He repeated slowly. Yes, the old woman answered, as if this was totally normal. She should be here in a few hours. Why don't you get some rest and I'll wake you shortly after I talk to her. I'll show you to a bed, boy, the old man said, getting up. As Halvor followed him out of the room, the man said quietly, I know it seems odd, but my wife really does have a talent for such things. Well, you can sleep here, and here's a blanket. Get some rest, boy. Halvor was doubtful he'd be able to sleep, but as soon as he put his head down, he was asleep. He woke to a light shaking of his shoulder. There stood the old couple. Bad news, lad, the woman said. 
The moon was covered with a cloud the last time she was over your castle, so she doesn't know where it is. The woman sighed. And, unfortunately, the moon has a terrible memory, so can't remember from the other night she was there. Halvor felt what little hope he had sinking. Well, thank you anyway. Wait a minute, lad, the old woman interrupted. There's good news, too. The west wind stopped by. He does that every so often. And it turns out he's on his way to Soria Moria Castle right now. I convinced him to stay a little longer and wait for you. Halvor jumped up. Really? How long will he wait? Hmm, not too long, the old man said, peeking around the corner. He's only got four cookies left. Well, I'll just grab my horse, and that farm horse of yours is not going to be able to keep up with the west wind. But I know what will. The old woman opened a small closet and pulled out an old pair of boots. These will let you take 20 miles with each stride. I can't take those from you. The old woman rolled her eyes. Then don't just take them, trade them. You can have these, and we get your horse. Deal? Halbert couldn't help grinning. Deal. He took the boots and ran out. There sat the west wind, finishing a last cookie. He was hard to describe. Blurry, yet solid. Moving, yet stable. Strong, yet whimsy. There was a constant windy breeze emanating from him, making quite a mess of the house. This the boy you want me to take along, he asked. If you don't mind, West, the old woman said. The west wind looked at Halvor. You'll have to stretch your legs to keep up. I won't wait for you. I understand, Halvor said with a nod. Then he turned to the old couple. And thank you so much, truly. Think nothing of it, lad, the woman said, smiling. Well, boy, let's go, the west wind said, getting up and leaving the house. Halvor followed and then quickly put on the boots outside. Then off they went. They went over field, hill, and hedge, Halvor working hard to keep up. Finally, at the top of a small hill, they stopped. A little ways away was Soria Moria Castle. I have to blow the wedding flags on the spires as good luck for the soon-to-be bride and groom. Oh, who's getting married? The youngest of the princesses, I believe, the wind answered. The north wind said she's none too happy about it. The groom was chosen by her father, I believe. Halvor felt his blood run cold. Yvette getting married? No, no, no. He had to do something to stop it. He ran down the hill and hid near the front of the castle. He could have just walked in, but he didn't want to chance it. Who knows what instructions the king had given to the guards if they saw him. It was then that he saw the servant's entrance, and with a grin, he began to hatch a plan. Hours later, everyone was gathered together in the great hall. In the front of the room stood the king, dressed in his best finery, Princess Yvette, dressed in an elegant floor-length white dress, and her soon-to-be husband, who was dripping in jewels and held his nose a little into the air, as if he considered himself significantly better than everyone else in the room. Before the wedding, the king proclaimed in a loud voice, let's drink to the health and happiness of the soon-to-be man and wife. The servers began walking around, handing out glasses of drinks. A server, bowing low, gave a glass to the king, the groom, and then finally the princess. Unhappily, she took it, but as she did so, she heard a light clinking sound. She looked at the glass and saw inside was a gold key. For the first time since Halvor disappeared, she smiled. Taking a step forward, she asked in a loud voice to the crowd, Who is more worthy to marry me? The man who set me and my sisters free, or the man who now sits beside me as the bridegroom? There were mumblings and discussion, but the crowd agreed that it was of course the man who'd saved her. It was then that the servant who'd given them their drinks whipped off his disguise, revealing himself as Halvor. The princess threw her arms around him with utter joy. So the other bridegroom was sent home, and despite the king's grumblings, Yvette and Halvor married the very same day, and they lived happily ever after. The end. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you enjoyed this tale. 
If you have any comments that you'd like to make or suggestions, I now have a YouTube channel that you can go on. There will be a link in the description to this episode and you can share your comments or ideas and thoughts on the YouTube channel. I hope that you enjoyed and we'll listen next time. Bye.